0: Hi, listeners. You're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, A.K.A. Fam. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families will be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. your neighbor. God is good. Hallelujah. Psalm 100 from the verse 1. Psalm 100 from verse 1. Oh, amazing. I like what you're doing. Amen. Start by saying, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. What I like about this Psalm is that this Psalm... It's a bit of a deviation from usual approach to the beginnings of Psalms. This Psalm addresses not God from the beginning, but it's addressing the earth. It's addressing all people. Hallelujah. It says, shout to the Lord. Look at you and say, shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. And you're not shouting. Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Shout to the Lord all the earth. When it says to the Lord all the earth, it's talking about you. It's talking about who? Uh-huh. And not just you. If it's talking, about, uh, it's talking about you or talking to you, then it's also talking about your family and to your family. Hallelujah. That your family should shout to the Lord. Amen. It's talking to communities, because from individual, family, community, and it's talking to the nation, it's talking to the world, it says, shout to the Lord, shout to the Lord. It's good to shout. Amen. It's good to do what? Yeah, it's good to shout. Some people have never shouted. They don't like shouting. When they are in crowd, they, 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 they can't afford to shout. Their image is too important for them. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says, shout to the Lord. The Bible is saying, forget about yourself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Forget about what? Look at the and say, forget about yourself. Forget, forget. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when we're coming to the presence of God, we are more careful about ourselves and how people see us. Now. At the time of some of these writings in in, in the Bible, they're making reference to, because those days, they make a pilgrimage into God's house. Uh It's not like the way we have every Sunday. They make a pilgrimage, there's a time where they come. So when they're coming, a lot of people are coming from different places and here and there. Are are you with me? And you know, anytime we're we're going to where people are, are, we are more careful about ourselves. But when you're coming to where God is, forget about yourself. Hallelujah. Tell them shout to the Lord. Shout, shout to the Lord. The Lord. Hallelujah. Tell when you come, you enter the presence of God. It's still a cemetery. Amen. And especially those who are more uh, conservative in their approach to things. They believe God is always a silence in the shh, you know. And, 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 and often they make the, the sanguines look bad. They make the sandwich look bad, you know. But the Bible said, Shout to the Lord, Amen. Uh Shout to the Lord. Obviously, the time he wrote this, COVID had not come, so (laughs) so David didn't know that we had no smile, (laughs) but even so, shout to the Lord. Tell him, even so, shout to the Lord. Mm. Even to shout to the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Shout to the Lord. Amen. 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 It says, shout to the Lord all the earth. The next verse. It says, worship the Lord with what? Gladness. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with what? Joyful songs. Come before him. Approach God, you know, with joyful songs. Now, worship the Lord, some translations use the word serve the Lord. Some translations use the word serve, meaning that when I looked at it, you can see that both of them, they have the same root meaning. To serve God is to worship God. And when you look at it, you find these words of definition, labor, to be... In, in, in bondage it gives an idea of bondage to the Lord when it says serve the Lord that's what it says be bound unto God be bound unto God so certainly the idea that is, is, is selling here is giving an idea of people who own or in a sense um, God owns them that's the, the idea is given because it says that be bound to the Lord with gladness. Be bound to the Lord with gladness. Be bound to God with gladness. Worship. Serve the Lord. Amen. Be a servant unto God with gladness. So when you're coming into God or the things of God, you have to understand that your attitude is very important unto God. It's not just what you're doing. It's your attitude. That is why when we come and we are worshiping God, you can't worship God without a smile on your face. Hey, I'm, I'm, sometimes when you stand there and you're leading people, it's like, I see you are dragging them along. <laughs> are you with me? Uh-huh. Or sometimes almost look as if, who are you that Sunday morning? you're about to command us to come in, <laughs> to smile, to dance? Michael says lift up your hands. No, He's just encouraging you in line with what God's, in line with God's expectation for you. That serve me with what? Gladness. Serve me with joy. Amen. Amen. Worship me with gladness. Worship me with joy. Amen. Now, when you look at this scripture, it, it brings Romans, Romans 12, 1 into view. Romans 12 from the verse 1. It says that what? Therefore, I do Lord, urge you. And once again, it brings into picture, it's talking to people that know the Lord or know that God owns them. He says, "I bring, I, I, therefore, I urge you, brothers, and here it's talking to the community of faith. Yeah. I urge you, brothers, in view of what? God's mercy or in view of God's goodness to offer your bodies as what? Yes. Amen. And then he goes on to say what? Holy and pleasing to God. And then it says, this is your... Acts of this was your spiritual act of worship. So service is worship. service is worship and we must serve the Lord in gladness. Hallelujah, please when you go to, when you going, you're going to church, make sure that you have your groove on before you go to church. Amen. Hallelujah, don't, don't, don't come without a groove. <laughs> Because then when the, when the uh, leader is leading you to, to, to get your groove on, you, 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 you say it's worrying you. Oh, am I making some sense? Yeah. yeah. You have to have some, you know, I've realized that it's, it's what you carry that you bring here. Mm-hmm. And especially for, the, for believers. For unbelievers, that's fine. Obviously what they carry, they, they'll bring. But for you as a believer, hey. Ask your neighbor, are you a believer? Yes. Shake your neighbor, ask, are you a brother? Are you a brother? Are you a, are, you, are you a brother? are you a sister? Oh, ask them, ask them, shake them and ask them. What is, what is the answer they're giving you? Yes. Are they saying yes. yes? If they're saying yes, then tell them when you're coming, the next time you're coming, bring your groove, bring your groove. Oh, I can tell them, the next time you're coming, bring your groove on. Are you with me? Yeah. It's amazing that when you have a shot of, um, what do you call it? Clubs like, yeah, I don't go to club but a few times I've seen a picture of it. The people seems to be, yeah. and I remember I've been to a club once. I've told you before my experience. Yes, I went, I went, I followed some guy be there. Uh, yes, Apple. I said, I've never been to a club. He said, This guy I said, Okay, I'll, I'll go with you. let see what they do. That. And I noticed that they were in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> the music is very loud and strangely, everybody seems to be happy in the darkness. Everybody seems to be happy. It's like they have a carefree attitude. But when you come into the, we come into the presence of God, rather we, we come with some, oh, I'm not making some sense. I don't know whether it's a dress you're wearing that you don't want it, something to happen to, I, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe you have to start changing your dress and make sure it's free. Are, are you with me? So that you can come into God's presence and serve him with what? gladness. Turn it back. Let's start serving God with gladness. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, we must worship God with gladness. Exceeding gladness. Pleasure. Pleasure. As the idea conveys. And being happy. Pleasure. And being happy. have to understand that singing is not the only way to praise God. But it is the chief way to praise Him. Yeah. It's not the only way. But it is the chief way to please Him. It is the chief way to praise Him. Write this down. Our praise must find a song. Our praise must find a song. Our praise must find a song. Meaning that when we are, we 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 have gratitude towards God, it will find a song of expression. That is why when we come before God, that's why the leaders will lead us in songs. Are you with me? Uh-huh. That's why the leader, because our praise must find a song in his presence. That's why, as a as a, 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 a Christian or a brother, one who knows that their life it belongs to God. You have to learn to sing. I'm on a campaign of helping people learn to sing a song. Am oh, I making some sense? Because I'm, 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 I'm seeing, especially with the guys, men are in the house. I mean, most of us, we don't have a picture of our fathers ever singing. Yeah. you, go to, when, you when you go to church, you see the men are always standing there. It's, it's as simple as their duty is to stand. <laughs> And watch the women dance. You get it? And it's because over time they have a, well, I, be, I believe it's an understanding and all that, but they haven't learned to sing unto the Lord or let their praise find expression in song. Men, learn to sing. Am yeah, I making some sense? If you are seated by a guy, look at the guy and tell the, tell the guy, you have to learn to sing. Tell the person, you are not talking about singing melodiously. Learn to sing, sing, sing. Tell the guy, sing sing unto the lord hallelujah amen Amen. the next verse sing unto the lord verse three know that the lord is god recognize that the lord is god now the lord they see the capital is is using is adonai is the personal name of god when and God revealed his name, you find it when he had an interaction with Moses. When he was, serving, he was sending Moses, when he was bringing Moses into worship, then Moses said, when I go, who should I tell them he's sending you? And God, God said, the way God put it, it's as if God says, I, God says, I will be. The actual Hebrew word is just about three, four, four letters. It means that I will be as he's sending you, And Moses, and God knew that Moses cannot go and tell them, I will be. Because it's in reference to a personal person. And Moses is not I. So God told him, in, in the reference God given the Lord, is he will be. So God, in the sense, is saying, I will be whatever I want to be. I am the self-existing one. I find meaning in myself. And I will be what I will be. Hey. That's very profound, though. <laughs> that's the revelation God gave of himself to Moses. Know that that God, the Lord, Adonai. So, over time, the English translators had to, bring, they had to come to a place where they had to be able to mention God. And that's where Yahweh, is the same word for Yahweh. I will be. I'm the self-existing one. In other words, or so, I am the eternal one. It means that I don't have a beginning nor end. (laughs) This is a God that says you come with gladness. I hold no beginning nor end. How do you describe me? Because I'm sure that question that Moses asked, if it's not that God is God, he wouldn't have been able to answer. Because it's very difficult for him to describe himself. Yahweh, Adonai, eternal. You have to also write it. His existence is not dependent on anybody. God's existence is not dependent on anybody. It means that your worship doesn't uphold him, your prayer doesn't uphold him. The things that we think we do that will uh, please. No, half of your understanding of that is just spirit. it's just simply religion. But God is God. Look at him as a neighbor. God is God. Amen. <laughs> And anywhere the name of the Lord is introduced, it means that we have been given an invitation to know. Anywhere God's name is revealed, it means that there's an invitation for you to know because it means that, for instance, when I meet Michael, I say, Michael, I am Roderick. It means I'm given an opportunity to know who I am. So wherever the name of the Lord is, there is the opportunity for us to know. It says, know that the Lord is God. And then he goes further to give a bit of picture. He says, "It is He who made us, and we are His." Hey, it is He what? He made us. Right, means that write this down. We are not self-made. The self-made men. Who oh, are you in the house? <laughs> when are <you> describing them <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, 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 no. It's a lie. We are not self-made. Look at the one next to person. You are not self-made. You are not self-made. Oh, shake your name. We are not self-made. We are not, we are not self-made. Hallelujah. Now, the fact of that is humbling. But it's also liberating. It means that somebody has ownership of us. It means that somebody is responsible for us. Okay. Think about it, somebody made me. The Lord is a creator, He fashioned me, He made me. We are not self made. It means that He showed us the burden of my existence. For the Lord is good, amen. amen. It means that I should not go to sleep with worry and trouble and turning upside down because there's somebody who has the responsibility. Ah I'm gonna make it some say somebody yeah let's give the Lord of a clap hallelujah it's it's worthy especially in our generation of self-made attitudes be you do you and all the you's I came to encourage you <laughs> amen no, that somebody has responsibility over you. Right. Hallelujah. So go to bed. I, I, somebody said something. said, if you are not, if you try, trying to cancel, go to bed knowing that God is awake all through the night. Ah. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Tell me about learn to leave it in the hands of the Lord. Learn to leave it in the hands of the Lord. You know that in, in, in when it comes to uh, uh, farm church, we said we, we exist... Because God has called us to um, 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 restore God's kingdom, um, uh, kingdom agenda for families. And family, we know, is one of the greatest places of great struggle and challenge. Recently, I met this guy who you can tell that the Lord is very good to him. Because you can see he has a great family. Especially when I, 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 I examine the relationship, it's a guy he has with his father. And I was just telling you, you are the envy of plenty of men. You are the envy of plenty of men. Because if there's one thing that you give a man a chance to rectify, it always will be related to his relationship with his father. Our fathers, especially for us men, women, well, but for men. Are you guys with me? And so, we believe that God is on the still, God's purpose for families will be established. And we believe that our call is to be available for God to use us in that area. Are we good? Yes. Now, I'm saying this to say that the burden of families, we have to learn to yield it to God. Oftentimes, Marriages and things come to an end because men carry all the burdens. Because obviously, I mean, society puts it on the men. It's you. You have to do it. You have to get it right. You have to get it going. And when you find that sometimes you don't have a co- cooperating wife, why do I show their burden without a helper? Let me get, let it go. Are, are you guys with me? Uh-huh. But I want to encourage you, learn to realize that you have a God who shoulders or who has the ability to shoulder your burden. Look, you have to learn to do that. You, look, you have to learn. Even, I mean, majority of us here are not married. So it's, good. it's a good place to start. You don't, you, you don't have to get married and you go inside now, you want to learn what you need to learn. I'm telling you, learn to lay things at the feet of God and tell Him, You are my creator. Hey, you are my words. Yeah, you created me. Oh, somebody's responsible for you. Somebody's words. Now, uh, uh, Apostle. Then he says, "And we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture." So then. The writer gives us something that will help us see things a bit better. The sheep and what? The shepherd. So I decided to do a bit of research on the relationship between sheep and shepherds. And then I got a, the story of a guy who was writing about how, how his life was impacted. He said, he's, he's from Mongolia. And there, he says, they, 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 they largely are farmers. Are, are you with me? So he started recounting some experiences when he went on vacation to his parents' farm. And amazing, amazing, some stuff you 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 see. Are you in the house? mm Mhm. Ish. (laughs) One of the things that he said, he said, "Look, over there, they usually travel with the sheep between five and six kilometers to go for pastures." Now, if you don't want your sheep to eat, <laughs> five or six kilometers is, lot, is, a, is long. But they will travel with them, and all they are doing is that they are looking for the tasty, juicy, good pastures for their sheep. And they say when they get it, they can stay there for a long Sometimes they'll get there because they have to be fattened up because the, the, the climate is about to change. So the shepherd will take them there and then sometimes they will create a shed and be there while they are just eating. What are you talking about? If God is your shepherd, oh, he will lead you where you'll be fat enough. <laughs> Amen. God will lead you where you'll be fat enough. He will take care of you. Look at him and say, God will take care of you. Oh, shake him and say, God will take care of you. God will. Hallelujah. Yeah, said so the richest pasture, enough water, enough grass. Enough water, enough grass. And like I said, the part that meets me is that the, the shepherd is not in haste. As long as they need to eat, the shepherd will be there. Wait for them. This is God's relationship with you you start eating as a say no <laughs> no pressure no eat while you're eating God says eat 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 so eat chop <laughs> amen, amen. tell me about God will wait on you do you know how that, what, what that sounds like let us sink in God will wait on me to be fed hallelujah God will wait on you to be fed. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. He also said that, he said, he said that sheep, they are very gentle creatures. He laid emphasis on his count, and said, sheep are very gentle. Um. He also said they are very gentle creatures, very, very gentle. He so said, That's the way they are. And I've got to align some parts. And he says, in their, in their community, a person is described as a sheep when they are gentle. <laughs> How many sheep are you? Amen. <laughs> <And then laughs> Some people are sheep, but they have attitude of. Shake your lips, neighbor. neighbor. Be as gentle as the sheep. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He says, when the sheep sometimes, he says, sometimes in, 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 in how they call it, venturing out, the sheep scatters. And so when they scatter, the shepherd will roam the space looking for the sheep. He said, they look, they look, and here's the way he put it. He said, look, when they find the sheep, the joy cannot be compared to anything. He said, usually they will scatter, and, and they, when they scatter, they'll be looking, and they'll be asking anybody they meet, have you seen my sheep? <laughs> have you seen my sheep? Some sheep of God are scattered. God is looking for them. And what God is, 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 is inquiring is, have you seen my sheep? Hallelujah. Sometimes you are there and then and then a thought of somebody comes to mind. It's God asking, Have you seen my sheep? Hey. Hallelujah. Yeah, have you seen my sheep? It's mine. Even when we are lost, God still holds a claim over us. Oh, somebody didn't get it. Even when we are lost, God still holds a claim. In a sense, He still holds a responsibility for us. So even in our, in our uh, uh, lostness or whatever, He's still looking for us. Because if He never claimed us in the first place, He wouldn't come looking for us when we get lost. Yeah. Hey. hey! Am I, am I making some sense somewhere in the house? Yes. Yeah! God is looking for somebody. Sometimes you don't understand God's love for some people. You see the upon on my head. Hey, hey, yeah. Sin upon sin. But yet you see that the Lord is looking for them. Yeah. The Lord can wait to bless them. Yeah. Amen. Because they are the sheep of his pasture. Look at the neighbor, I'm the sheep of his pasture. Yeah. Hallelujah. And talking about somebody, I mean, ourselves, don't we get lost? Yeah. Amen. We get lost in worry. We get lost in some pleasure beat that we start following, but sometimes like, we realize we are <laughs> ah some IG page, we one IG page, but I tell you, like, a whole month you are lost. <laughs> Amen. But the, the 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 shepherd is looking for you. Hello, Amen. Some of you are here because the shepherd is looking for you. Hey. <laughs> ah, God is good. And all the time, and it says, any time the shepherd is moving with a sheep, he says there's a shadow of wolves. <laughs> the wolves are always in the shadows because, and he says, look, at the minute a shepherd a sheep is found without a shepherd, the wolf comes in. <laughs> So anytime the sheep are going, the wolves, Actually as you are gathered as God's sheep, there are wolves around. Hey, aha, uh-huh, the wolves are coming. <laughs> Look at you, the neighbor. Yeah. There are wolves all around, and you have to understand. Sometimes the sheep, the sheep is oblivious of this this fact, and sometimes the way as a Christian, as a child, you are oblivious of the fact that there are wolves, and the wolf seeks to devour the sheep. The wolves of false false doctrine. False men of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. The wolves of liars and thieves. The wolves of demons. Strange women. That's what those wolves they are there. But strange women. <laughs> wolves of strange women. Sometimes they're even here. They come here and then they're looking for. Ah, the brother that lifts his hand all the time. Like Michael. They're looking for him. Amen. But thank God for the shepherd of his soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Tell him, but thank God for the shepherd of your soul. Thank God, thank God, thank God for the shepherd of your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And it says, when the shepherd, when the sheep is right, the shepherd, the, the wolves will strike immediately. And it said, they usually don't prey on just one. So when the wolves are devouring, it's not just one and you sit by the one. They will bite here, and then bite this one. It's a like true picture of devouring. They go inside and just scatter. That's what they do. And here's even the interesting part. I said like when a sheep is being devoured, oftentimes it will not even cry for help. That's how gentle the sheep is. Hmm. <laughs> hey. Mercy. See <laughs> why we, we, we need to rejoice in the fact that somebody is responsible for us. Because sometimes we have this false illusion of control. And we think that we are so much in control of our lives. Trust me, there's a, a hand of a shepherd over you. And I, I delight in the knowledge, in that knowledge, that there's a shepherd over me. And that is God. He says, mother wolves usually will... <laughs> Like will bite here, bite here, and then when they get you, they get the sheep to be weak. Then we give it to this young wolf to train on how to hunt. (laughs) As I was reading, I said, "Charlie, this is serious." Hmm. Here's also what they said. Said sheep, he said originally, often most sheep are they they, do not have good eyesight. Mm. (laughs) but there comes a time where sometimes they become blind and they say when they become blind they become more fearful and when that happens even when the shepherd is coming they are afraid of the shepherd because they confuse the shepherd with the wolf but then he goes on. It's like, when you read it, it's like, almost like a, oh, poor sheep. <laughs> no. yeah. It's so sad. But then he says, yet they usually are able to come to the sheep, to the shepherd because they recognize his voice. This is the value of the voice of the shepherd. Hey. hey. The shepherd, and here's what the Here's the interesting part. The shepherd speaks tenderly to them, in their fears, and their blindness. The shepherd speaks tenderly to them. God's voice to the blind and to the fearful. is not harsh. It's not rage. It's tender. God says, "I love you." Uzziah 11. one. Uzziah eleven. Hmm. There's a phrase. He actually said, "He said the shepherd calls out to them with heartbreaking agony. It's like his heart breaks what they are going, what they are going through, and he can't wait to rescue them. Look at God to His 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 people," it said. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Go on. But the more I called Israel, the further they went from me. They sacrificed to boughs and they burned incense to images. Go on. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Can you hear the tender heart of God? (laughs) <laughs> taking them by their arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. The next verse, I led them with cords of what? Human kindness. The courts of human kindness with ties of what? Love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down to what? To feed them. Can you see the picture God is giving the older one, and the child. And how tender God is to his sheep. In the midst of life's difficulty, we lose sight of this about God. Amen. 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 Am I making some sense, somebody? Okay, let's go to the next verse. Will they not return to Egypt and not to Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? Souls will flash in their cities and destroy the bars of their gates and put an end to their plans. Go on. My people are determined to turn for me, even if they call to the Most High, He will by no means exalt them. Let's go on. Verse eight. Shall we read on? God says I can't give you up. Look at the name. Say neighbor. This morning God says I can't give you up. Ah. God says words. Even though you want to go to your old ways, your own, your own gods. You want to do your own thing. You want to have your own pleasures. God says I can't give you up. <laughs> ah. Can you hear the responsible heart of a, of a shepherd? Hi, yeah, ya, ya, The love of God for a sheep. What did I say? The title of the message today is what the Lord is, is good. The Lord will never give up on you. Sometimes there's a picture that make, makes us feel as if God has given up on us. When we look at life and all, and then when you see COVID and this and that, it looks as like if the Lord has given up on His people. But no. I came to assure you, church, that God will not give up on you. Amen. Look at one thing, you tell the person, God will never give up on you. God will not give up on you. God will know what? Tell another person, God will not give up on you. God will not. Another person, another person, another person again, God will not give up on you. God has not reached there there yet. God has not not reached there yet. As a matter of fact, to confirm his love, he gave his son. Hallelujah. The more they went away, the more he gave his son. The more the the, the 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 world rebels against God, the more God wants to exalt his son. Why? Because he says, when his son is exalted, he will draw all men to him. Why? Because the, the son is a sign of his compassion for the world. His son is a sign and a seal of God's compassion for a lost world. That's why we cannot fail in lifting up the cross. We cannot fail in lifting up the cross because the, the, the cross is a testament of God's love for a dying world. That God says, even though you're going away from me, he says, I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. I can never give you up. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, look at your neighbor's neighbor and say, God is good. God is good. Oh, man. Nah, nah. God, I wish we would have the heart of God. I wish we will have the heart of God. I wish the church would have the heart of God. Even for us, I wish pastors will have the heart of God. Because sometimes you get to a place and say, how can we give you up? I give you up. <laughs> I'm praying. <bringing. laughs> We give up. It's not easy. We give up. We have been honest with you. We give up. It's just a that is that the title that's on us, so we, we can't abandon it. But we give up. But thank God that when one man of God uh, gives up, God will raise another to come after because because is your true shepherd. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's God. Sometimes one man will give up on you and another one just comes to take your place because your true shepherd is God. Hallelujah. I can never give you up, Ephraim. When I read in my heart, I, I, I was almost crying. Oh, God, how you love me so. Amen. How you love me so. Look at it, how you love me so. Amen. Amen. For the Lord is good. And his mercy words And words, Forever. Now, I'm about concluding my message for today. So, what am I saying? God's goodness is seen here as a shepherd to his sheep. Now, God's goodness is this is the central quality of his character. God's goodness is the central quality of his character. God is good. Plain and simple. Now What that means also is that God does not do good before men. Or in a sense, God is not pressured to do good. You know, sometimes we look and say we bring God to a place where God has no choice but to do good. It's a lie. Nobody pressures God. Why? The only way somebody can pressure is because they have to have a hold or something that you lack or you want or you need. God doesn't need anything. God doesn't no like anything. God has no equal. So, nothing can pressure God into acting in a way that is not in conformity to Himself. You get it? So, God is good because that's His character. God is good. I want from today, when you say God is good, you know what you're saying. God is good. A God is a good God. This God who gave us his son is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Tell him God is good. 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 Amen. Now write this down. God is as good as is righteous. Righteousness is an essential character of God. The same way God is good. Will, ever, will there ever be a time where God is not righteous? Then God feels to be God. In the same way, God also is good. Because sometimes it's like we know that, it's almost like we know that God is righteous. He can never be unrighteous. But that's so good yeah. There can times that God, Uh uh-huh. God is good sometimes, but not all the time. Are you getting it? Uh Uh-huh. But if God can never be unrighteous, not for even a second, then you have to also know that God can never be uh ungood or Lord (laughs) help me. God can never be (laughs) worse. On good, oh, <laughs> God can never be bad, not for even a second. It means that whatever you are going through that looks like you are interpreting it wrong. Whatever you are going through that makes you think as if God is not good, you are interpreting the thing wrong. Now, somebody said this: I may not be able to vividly talk about the experience you are, I, I talk about the experience you are having, but subjectively I can make you question the, 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 the deduction you are making out of it somebody might be sick you might be going through sickness sickness is, is a fact you're going through it I can't tell you that you're not going through sickness I can't tell you are not going through pain but I can make you question your interpretation of your sickness Because you're going through sickness, you can easily assume that it's God that has done this to me, and God is is being hard on me. That is subjective. Because I tell you the story of a woman who was going down the staircase, a good Christian, you know, going down the staircase, and then she tripped, and then she fell. She fell, she got up, everything's okay. She went to sleep, she couldn't wake up. She was paralyzed from neck down. From neck down. (laughs) <laughs> yet she'll tell you her greatest experience with God is when she went through that because she got to know God intimately with without the busyness of life without the busyness of life to the degree that people travel to come and spend some time with her to show them who God is hey am I making some sense somebody so, you may be going through some, some stuff. Yes, it looks hard. It looks as like, if. But I'm telling you, it's not that God is bad. <laughs> because God cannot be bad for a second. Shake another and say, God cannot be bad. God cannot be bad. Oh, shake another and say, God cannot be bad. God is not bad. Tell me, about God is good. God is what? God is good. Sometimes people think that, oh, Chris says, faith faith God is good no we know what I'm talking about God is good it's not faith faith simply no no it's the truth God is God is God is good now God's goodness conveys his generosity it conveys his generosity Conveys his generosity. Now, what's the implication of all this? If you don't get anything, just get this one. And you are good to go. And what's that? God's goodness gives us hope that he will act in our favor. The knowledge of God's goodness brings hope That whatever happens, God is going to act in my favor. Why? Because He's good. It does not matter what I'm going through. I'm I'm challenging you from here as you're going on. No matter what you go through, the knowledge of God's goodness should give you hope. That, look, God will act in my favor. It means that even when it looks as if my teeth have been removed, it's possible God is about to give me what? The golden ones. Hallelujah. Maybe the wife say, you've just become too common. God wants you to have a good one. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah, I'm telling you, have hope. Never lose hope in this world. Are you, are you, are you, are you in me, church? Families, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. God is good. Amen. If you're married, God is good. Is it because most of you are single, so that's why you didn't say amen. <laughs> <laughs> if you are single, God is, God is good. It's not that God doesn't want to marry. God is not no. It's not because of witches in your house. That's why I say, you know, no. No. God is what? Aha. Uh-huh. God is good. Men will never understand the goodness of the Lord. And that's okay. I mean, we who have trusted in Him, we are learning how to trust Him, how to accept that. Sometimes you got to a place, people don't understand. I remember some time ago, two brothers. One, uh, one studies um, studied biology, and he got the, the twins, and he, he got I think a C. But his, junior, his his other brother, realized that it's God's will for him to do medicine. But he didn't study biology in um, high school. So what he did was that those times when they wait, I think about three, four months, that's when he went to study biology to write. So that the the time of um, university he can go. So when he was studying, his brother told him that, look, if you get a D or an E, God is partial. Because it takes us three years. And even the three years, we came with the sea. And so I said, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember those times, between the two of them, the brother who said that wasn't committed fully in his heart to God, but this other one was. He was committed fully in his heart towards God. And he was studying. And those are the ways he to talk. He said, look, he believes God will will we'll give it to him. Study. Long story short, he wrote, and I think he got either, either C or a B. Three months, four months. He went on to to do biology, and he's a urologist. God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> oh, let's for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> God is good. Now I said this to say that. The other one says God is partial. No, God is good. It's your view from where you are sitting. You say God is partial. But God's view is good. God is going to make a way for you. Others will say, God, you are partial. No, no, you don't know my God. He is good like that. I want to make some sense somebody. Tell me about my God is good like that. I think we should do a song. A song must be written like, just that phrase. My God is good like that. Yeah. Amen. My God is what? He's good like that. That when I show up, whenever life tried to hold me back, I showed up late, but still the, my, my God prospered me. Amen. I put my hands to it, and my God did what? Prospered me. Why? Because my God is good. I was ill, and I called on my God, and the word. he healed me. Why? Because my God is good. My God is good like that. How many of us believe in the goodness of the Lord? Amen. Are you sure you believe in the goodness of the Lord? I want you to rise up on your feet. Go to two three, uh, two, three people. Tell them, my God is good like that, and uh, tell them what God has they Tell them, he, he delivered me. He, he set me free. He turned my life around. My God is good like that. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.